and we're recording. Already recording? I, I need to. I'm glad you announced it this time because sometimes you you hit the record button and I'm unaware. <laughs> just trying to get your internet. Not that I would say anything horrible or anything, but I'm just saying. Well, welcome back to oh, the hey, podcast. We're recording, huh? <laughs> okay. Uh, the Exude That Christianity podcast where we talk about faith, family, fun, etc. And we could really just say we talk about whatever Ray wants to talk about. Cause <laughs> is it? Is it really me? But uh, And I do try to give you hints uh, to let you know what's going on. And, and, and we had talked about in our accountability group not too long ago, um, you know, what things is it that would inspire you to you know, create a sermon or Mm -hmm. inspire you to, I I don't know, maybe dig into the Bible a little bit more so. Um, And we talked about different examples. And uh, sometimes we have the the time that you're in church, something may hit you, whether it be a certain phrase that the pastor says that has you kind of still listening to the pastor, Mm because I don't want to insult him on what he's done and his hard work that he's done to get to that point on that Sunday. But there are times where I have to jot something down at least that after the service I'll go back to and remember what I was, you know, my train of thought. And then every once in a while I'll have a couple other notes that kind of tagged in with it that kind of came up, you know, and I I think that's, if anything, that's a good testament to the pastor and his message that he's getting me to think of these things. And obviously God's putting these thoughts in my head. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not disallowing that at all. But I think it's a a good thing to do and in a good exercise to always have a pen and paper or thankfully nowadays on the cell phone you got your yeah. notes or, or whatever it is that you want to uh, make a note of when things happen one of the other instances and i think i've even alluded to this before in the past that music sometimes certain lyrics whether it be secular music or you know your christian music obviously is going to yeah. have something in there that's inspirational but every once in a while i'll get a nice little gem when you're listening to some of the secular music or people that, that really aren't boasting their Christianity, but you can see it in their lyrics. Um, and that that will sometimes get me to, to thinking about stuff. And in this instance, one of the things that I had mentioned in our meeting was the fact that I was just, you know, every once in a while you'll find it in TV shows. Um, and, and maybe not TV shows that are on the Dove Channel or, yeah, yeah. or Hallmark or anything like that. You'll actually see some other networks that are covering something or a particular show where you can tell that the people have their lifestyle based around a Christian lifestyle. And I think one of the things that I've seen most recently, and I guess we can go ahead and mention the network, HGTV, which of course is, you know, for all people that are in their 50s and everything, we're always watching that stuff. Mm -hmm. We're we're watching that just like my kids are watching video games, people playing video games, (laughs) which someone I think finally brought to the point, well, you can't really make fun of your son watching video games because you're watching people build houses and you're not building a house, are you? Okay, fine. But uh, HGTV, TV in this case, um, there is a show that, that's on there that's uh, basically called Hometown, and uh, the two people that it mainly focuses in are uh, the, the Napiers, um, and, and they, Ben and Aaron, they focus in on their town, their hometown of Laurel, Mississippi, uh, which evidently is in some of the houses dilapidated. Some have gotten old. Uh, some have basically don't have people in them anymore. And their job is to go out and renovate these. Basically, they're building their town, their hometown back up and, and trying to keep some of those signature things of the past uh, in with some of the future things like you know obviously they're probably going to get some HVAC or something yeah. like that put in there yeah. as opposed to some of the old school but um, but they outside the houses they try to throw a little bit of that history and involve the people that they're building these houses for so that they can occupy them and everything and try to basically not let their town go to waste so 
One of the things that they've done recently was called Hometown Takeover, which is another offshoot from their hometown, where they selected a town to come to to help renovate, much like what they're doing in Laurel. Mm -hmm. And, And the thing that hits home here is they chose Wetumpka, Alabama. Well, Wetumpka is just outside of where my father lives. He lives uh, just right outside of the outskirts of Wetumpka. You have to drive through downtown Wetumpka to get to his house Mm. primarily when we're coming in, you know, from Montgomery or something. Um, And I thought that was pretty cool, you know, of all the places. Mm -hmm. And I've been through Wetumpka quite a few times to see my dad. And, it, you know, yeah, it's it's like like one of those towns that's run down, you know, all the the downtown uh, business district, all the the uh outside had the old school 1970s awnings and maybe even the 60s and and the paint scheme was very dull and just kind of drab and and you know all these things so the napiers come in and they i believe it was 12 different builds that they worked on and it could be anything from businesses like uh, a boutique Mm -hmm. uh, a dining establishment a barber shop but then they also chose houses of specific people that were out there Uh, you know there was a police officer who was thought very highly of and they got her they renovated her house they um, there was a couple that had a lot of kids that they were taking in Mm -hmm. uh, like a youth program kind of thing uh, teaching them basketball I think the the guy was uh, uh, donating his time as being a basketball coach you know things like that they chose those people and they came in and helped renovate. But they didn't just stop there with those 12 initial builds. Uh, what you find out later is that they were doing a lot more for the town itself. They did a community center, yes, mm-hmm. but they also did uh, a painting, like a mural on some of the buildings and everything to kind of welcome people in to what Wetumpka is. Uh, and then they even took it up a notch by encouraging all the people who weren't getting their houses redone mm-hmm. to just simply paint their doors. A different color, something that was uh, it kind of, you know, stands yeah. out a little bit when you're driving through. You're like, oh, wow, you know, they kind of spruced up a little bit. Um, and that was just a door. But it was amazing how much of a difference it makes when you get the all these neighborhoods and all these different people all coming together in this town, this community, uh, to start taking part in this. So the thing that really grabbed me after all this great stuff that was going on in Wetunka, which they finally wrapped up. I think they were there for a few months starting in like September of 2020, something along those time frames. But they got everything edited, posted it, put it out for everyone to see. And we were able to go through and watch all these things. It was really kind of cool because it was areas that I'd been to. Mm -hmm. And you see the beauty and everything that they saw that they were really trying to bring out. And and also looking at how the people all came together and helping. Because it wasn't just them. They had other people from the HGTV network that kind of reached out to to help. But it was also the townspeople of Wetumpka coming out there and helping as well. So they weren't just like sitting back in a rocking chair watching it all happen. Um, So with all this... The episodes that all aired, they they air those. They go over the 12 different places that they did. And then they knock everything out in about eight episodes. But then they also have two bonus episodes, one that kind of showed behind the scenes on some of the stuff that hit the editing room floor, but they thought deserved to be shown, like the door thing. Mm -hmm. No one really got to see that in the episodes that they showed, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a nice touch. Kind of sad that it did hit the editing room floor, but they made up for it. And then the last one goes over their philosophy in this whole process. And therein lies what I really took away from the Napier family and how they do things. So what my wife did, she did a little research on this one, and she discovered that uh, Ben, the husband, his father was a minister. Okay. Now I can kind of see where all this is playing in, mm-hmm. because not only do they have that, they do have that Christian 
mindset, that Christian philosophy, when they are working together, you see how much love they have for one another. And there's often encouragement amongst themselves mm-hmm. when they do something really cool. Like he's a, an excellent woodworker and can come up with stuff on the fly. And she's so complimentary of what he does. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he's complimentary of her and her vision and how she can see the progression of this build and how she can, uh, you know, tie in those little things with what they've learned from the family in the small time that they spent with them to actually applying, you know, stuff that's in the house and everything, making it all make sense. So you see that complimentary thing, you see that love for each other that they have, and then the love for other people, the respect they have for the other people that they're working with and working for in this case. Um, So you see all that and it's really cool. And then they start talking about, well, but here's our thing in allowing other towns to do the same thing, what we're doing, because what we learned was, in our time at Laurel, we've gained all this knowledge. You know, I think they went to school. I know he did, and I know she, I'm pretty sure she did as far as the design aspects mm-hmm. of it. He's obviously been uh, someone has taught him some woodworking yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah. It's beyond because he's got his own shop and doing his own thing. But they've taken their life lessons and they've applied it to the community. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they're also encouraging communities to follow these philosophies so that they can spread that word and spread that knowledge. And they went over all these different things. First, find your talent, huh? And, which is often being preached uh, about lately. Utilize that talent to the best of its abilities to not only help yourself, but to help others. Mm-hmm. And that's one of their philosophies of what was big time on yeah. helping others, helping their town of Laurel, helping the town of Watunka and all these other places that they'll probably end up going to later on. And then teaching what they know to people. The doors was the start. Mm-hmm. Simply changing your door can change the attitude of how people see your house or perceive, you know, what you have. And then all these different things that you can do or you can help your neighbors with or that we can go downtown and work on a farmer's market together or something like that. Uh, teach those people how to they can make a difference. And then encourage those people to not only do it for their town, but maybe to go spread out to other towns. So this whole thing is spread. It's all in the mm-hmm. discipleship uh, following of life. And you can really tell the influence that, that him being and, and her obviously being Christians, how that's played off and, and being put to screen, which I love seeing even on, you know, you, you're always scamming through TV channels trying to find something that's worth metal, worth something for our kids to be able to watch and take something from. This was the ideal situation for me. I think that's really cool. I, I know when we talked about it in the group, I mean, the way the way that they go about encouraging others to help in the community, you hate to have to force people to do that. You, you'd like to think everybody has a heart for that. But it is encouraging to see people who, like you said, they, they're super talented and they choose not to let it all be about like glorifying themselves, but they want to learn how to lift other people up. And um I guess the the easiest way to lift other people up is to get down in the dirt with them, right? Instead of trying to stand above people and pull them up, get down there with them and help lift them up and, and help walk up with them. And that's really, really cool. And I, and I don't watch HGTV. It would cost me way too much money. My wife would get <laughs> too many ideas. Um, but I, I think that it's it's easy to see God when you're looking for him. And it's easy when... I mean, in, in all of his design and nature and in life, there's so many things that I'm constantly getting these little mini messages. You know, I can watch a TV show and be like, oh, there's there's a little nugget there. Um, 
uh, one of the things I could think of recently, and I, I'm not, a, I don't watch a lot of like America's Got Talent or any of those those kinds of shows. Mm-hmm. But I saw somebody had shared on Facebook this girl singing a song called uh, Basically It's Okay. And her name's Nightbird, and it's a great little song. But she was talking, and, and she, she's had several cancer diagnoses, and she's going through treatment. And you can tell she's frail. And she's just had this really positive attitude. And she, they said something, and she says, well, why, why would I you know, basically need my circumstances to be good for me to choose to be happy? And it was such a gospel thing that I, I immediately was like, oh, I wonder if she's a Christian. Because if she's not, she's missing a great opportunity. Because this is exactly like what I try to teach and preach all the time is that we choose to love God. We choose to be happy in all things, be content in all things. And that's a decision you make before those circumstances. So then when you're in the bad circumstance, you've already decided how you're going to react. Well, I get on her, um, her, I find her on Facebook, like her, her, her artist page. And then I find a link to her, her basically she has a blog and she is very open and adamant about her faith. And she has this beautiful piece of writing called God on the bathroom floor. And she talks about, and I shared it with our friend, uh, who's a chaplain Mm -hmm. and he was just floored by the, he said, it's it's like a modern day Psalm, the intimacy of the way that she describes her relationship with God is so uplifting. And it's so genuine that it it has to come out. So when she has a moment or an opportunity to to you know have a stage and have a platform, even if it's just for a moment, yeah, it's a singing competition. She is not just talking about her singing. She's talking about, hey, here's how I handle things. And I'm so hopeful that she'll go far in the competition, not just because she's a good artist, but because I'm hoping more and more people will be just like me. They'll hear her say something like that. It'll pique their interest, and if they don't know God, they'll they'll come to start seeking Him out. Or if they do know, they'll see displayed in her life and through her words that she's posting online for everybody to see her intimacy and her trust in a relationship with a God who hasn't healed her yet. And that's a tough thing for people to deal with. And you know, I've I've been going through a lot in the last few months with the loss of the twins and everything like that. It's it's so encouraging for me when other people are going through really challenging times and they're just so adamant about putting God in it. And so if you can do it in the challenging times, it's equally as hard to do it in the good times. So when you've got a TV show on HGTV and everything's going great, it would ease, it would be easier to get carried away and you it go to your head and you make yourself the star. But it seems like they're more about trying to make other people bring them along and so that's really uh yeah really and interesting it, and it just coincides with everything that we've been doing at church here recently um where we talk about finding that talent using utilizing that talent in the church uh to whatever degree it is for mm-hmm. you and i we're we're on similar paths for the most part uh in our churches where we help out with the audio video just because i've gone to school and learned how to run a camera and and look for different angles and then looking at social media um, and dealing with that as best we can, uh, trying to keep up with social media yeah, nowadays, no which is almost impossible. It's a mess. But, uh, but yeah, you have to. Uh, and, and especially, and, and let's say it, when COVID came around, social media became a main crucial factor for a lot of churches. Churches who didn't have the capabilities uh, to do something like that were really mm-hmm. cut short of being able to get the word out uh, to the people on a normal basis every Sunday, Wednesday, whatever day uh, type of situation. And I think our church, uh, our pastor was savvy enough 
uh, to start doing daily devotionals uh, online on Facebook or, or and I, he may have used YouTube at one point, mm-hmm. but then we found out there's some stipulations on YouTube that later come on down, which, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. So I'm going to pass along a little nugget of information Uh-oh. that we've learned uh, over time and everything on how we can help uh, churches out there. If you happen to be a church member or uh, are, are, you know, having some difficulties on trying to get the word out, even if there's people still shying away, they can't make it to service. Uh, maybe they are, or maybe it's even just health conditions in general. There's people who can't make it to church and you want to use that social media to get out there. COVID was just something that kind of really changed the scenario on churches. Everyone, all the churches had to basically shut down because you couldn't have a congregation. Mm-hmm. Or if you could have a congregation, you'd try to do it with cars in a parking lot, you know, doing a drive-in or, mm-hmm. or something like that to try to change the scenario. But having that social media uh, outlet really kind of help people and then pushing that information. But finding that talent, finding that thing that you're good at, that you can do in church, and that's what you and I both have, <laughs> have agreed to do in helping out our churches with our respective um, you know, maybe not expertise would be the word, but yeah, but yeah. something that we have knowledge of mm-hmm. that, that we can contribute. Same thing with the sound guy, same thing with the music guy. People who are good at singing will get up in the choir, do solos, you know, everything that, that we can do to help, um, you know, work our feelings and getting the word out of God, uh, you know, to the people that are not only in the congregation, then you got your, your people that are good you know, maybe they're uh, good at talking to people outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Well, then they're getting on the teams that are going from house to house and checking in on, you know, people that are around the immediate mm-hmm. church or maybe even outside of that. Maybe your expertise in woodworking and you're going to work with Habitats for Humanity or the, uh, what is it, uh, the church builders mm-hmm. uh, group that will go through to help different churches yeah. as they're building, lend your talent and <laughs> architecture uh, to come out there and help them build. And I think everybody just has to recognize that everybody has has something like God didn't mess up his design for every individual. And we all have something that is beneficial to the kingdom of God. And it could be something great and big. And and you may be the greatest public speaker ever, or it may be something little like your ability to love on children or your ability to, um, just, just cook. Right. I think I mentioned that when I preached a few months ago, um, you know, just maybe, maybe that's your ministry. Maybe you cook so well and you just talk about, Hey, by the way, this is how I love on people. I cook really good food and I give it away. Um, whatever that is, I think it's, we should, we should seek that out. Um, in the same way, like I said, if we're, if we're in tune with, with how we hear from God on a regular basis, I think that, um, you'll find that he talks to us way more than we ever notice. And uh, my friend had sent me a picture where he was growing some broccoli and it, it didn't take and um, it did something called bolting. And basically so it's not going to produce fruit or in this case, it's not going to grow into a vegetable this time, but it produces a ton of seeds so it can like kind of reproduce itself. And he was talking about this little nugget that he got from it and, and, and kind of him knowing about gardening. He got this whole message about like God's grace and forgiveness and mercy. And it was really, really cool because I got a totally different message. But I encouraged him because I told him, I said, the, the thing is, you should feel so excited when stuff like that happens because it, it should help you recognize that God is so personal that he knows that way to talk to you specifically. So for me, it might be through a soccer game or a video game or something that my kids are doing um and then for you it might be something totally different and so i've always loved that it's always made me feel a, just in connection with god um you know you talk about watching hgtv and suddenly you're getting this message or you're in church suddenly you're getting a message i remember one time my son brought me a little 
it's an xbox controller charger and it's just kind of a weird thing with a cord if there's nothing on it and lucas my my youngest he was probably maybe a year year and a half years old and he brings this to me and he's asking me like what is it and i'm trying to like verbally explain it and i i can't because i recognize at some point while i'm talking that he does not have the comp like he doesn't have the brain power he doesn't understand what i'm saying right so i just go and i plug it in and i put a controller on it and he sees the little controller icon light up and he's <laughs> satisfied and he runs off and the whole time it was like the holy spirit was just pounding me saying this is a picture of what i've done for you i tried all throughout the old testament i tried to tell you how to live and you just didn't have the comprehension you just didn't understand and so i decided it would just be easier to show you and so he comes in the form of Jesus 100% man to show us how to live to show us a glimpse of the father and I got this awesome message all of that from an Xbox controller charger <laughs> and, a, and a curious year you know one-year-old in a diaper or something you know like it it's just it's remarkable but God can do that all the time and and he is willing to if we're willing to listen and to kind of circle back on the using your talents again, I, I think so often um, we we use those things for ourselves, and and we forget that if you would apply those talents in the service of God, it just feels different. You know, I, I've talked about this, um, and I know I'm going to share here in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure I'll share the audio version of my sermon from a couple of weeks ago. But I was talking and I was talking about how, you know, me growing up, all the things that I was good at, you know, I thought I was a good leader and I thought that was setting me up to be good at sports because I really was excelled in sports and people just gravitated to me. My leadership qualities really, really were good. I thought that I was good at English and history just so I could be a good actor. I did acting and theater for a long time. And I thought that's what it was for. And then I joined the military and I see where my leadership and my good study habits are all kind of making me a better soldier. And I think that's what it's for. And then as I matured and, and grew in Christ, it became very clear that God was not positioning me just for theater or just for football or just for the military. All of those were seasons, but there's ministry in my life that will be a lifelong thing. And that is what God was preparing me for. And it wasn't until I began preaching, began using those talents, those skills, those things that God had gifted me in his service for his purposes that I really felt this new kind of, I don't know, purpose and just satisfaction and contentment in my life because I recognize that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be because I can see all of the things that God did to bring me here and kind of, he's kind of just kind of pointed me in the direction and said, Hey, this is kind of where I see you going. Yeah. And I, and I see that in, in a lot of people that are coming to the church, uh, there's been good writers and not only are they using their, their skills in writing and his appreciation for history. I know there's uh, Mr. Witten out there that's just superb at his writing ability. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got a library named yeah. after him oh, for, wow. the, for goodness sake. So a uh, very popular person in our town. And not only does he, he takes his ability right, but he's also now that he's, you know, fully retired and everything, he's been doing a lot of mission trips and his writings based on his experiences with the mission trips are very inspiring to the point where I think that's what God's wanting me to do once I retire is that I will have this time to uh, in, instead of being a greeter at some store yeah, yeah, <laughs> or something, yeah. I may be able to, you know, take my wife because we'll both be retired at that point. 
And this is something that we can say yes to when so many times that churches are asking for help uh, on these mission trips and everything. And so many times that we have to say, you know, I, mm-hmm. I can't sacrifice this week from work, uh, but now this is available yeah. to me. And that's really something I want to cash in on uh, later on. I've got a little IOU card yeah. for all these mission trips that I really want to experience and do and have my wife experience third world countries if that's mm-hmm. where we end up going. I mean, sometimes it could be as easy as going a mission trip in Louisiana or something yeah like that something that's local to us uh or even in the state of alabama for the most part but uh you you want to do you have that desire just based on what he's written about because it's just written so well and just seeing that talent that he uses and his uh godly nature and everything that he's doing man it's inspiring and makes me want to you know makes me get really fired up to do something like that so now uh, I've, I've seen the Napiers. I use them as the example on how they take their talents and they utilize it and they pass it on for people. So we've got a little something here that I've put together and you can chime in with some notes on this as well. And this is something that our church had found out basically when we were stuck uh, without being able to have services um, I think at one time they were even discontinuing uh, people gathering in parking lots at one time because it was still considered Mm -hmm. a a gathering that's a little risque Mm -hmm. uh, with the COVID. So uh, what we had determined, what we had found out, and this is still something to apply to this day because we do have members of our church who may be sick, may be under the weather, may be out of state in some cases, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be work or sometimes even on vacation, but we notice that they're watching, uh, is to have the ability to stream your service on pennies on the dollar. This is the easiest thing that you could possibly do. And there's a couple of things you have to, it's not too tricky or anything, but first off, just right off the bat, you need to find someone and it's probably more beneficial if they do have this is someone with unlimited service on their phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's key because I do, yeah, okay. uh, and it just so happened we selected unlimited. So that that's extreme benefit because you don't want to risk uh, them running out of memory and then telling you, hey, I'm 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 slap out this week. You can't you know you yeah. want to be consistent yeah. with everything. You want to be uh, every every Sunday morning we do this and every Sunday evening we do this. Uh, and you got to make sure, of course, that person's trustworthy because what you'll be doing basically is you're going to be giving them access to your Facebook page. And, and if you don't have one. By all means, set up a Facebook page. I know sometimes Facebook can be considered very evil, but but by all means, make something positive out of Facebook. Yeah, and and yeah. we've seen positive things that's come out of Facebook, not only with our testimony with our child and everything that we went through, but also with our church, we've been able to do this. So you get onto Facebook. I would recommend like a YouTube or something, but now the stipulations, just to let you know, because we found this out personally, you almost have to have a thousand subscribers. So if you are a big church and you have a thousand people that you know can get logged in or, or, or subscribe to your, then they don't have a problem with you uh, broadcasting live on YouTube. But now that is a new requirement that you have to have at least a thousand subscribers. I did not know that until we found that. out the hard way. Wow. So uh, we're like, okay, we're ditching the YouTube. We're going to go with Facebook. Not that we're being paid by Facebook to say this, but it's just worked for us. Yeah. So uh, you give them access to your Facebook page. So, you you know, let it be a deacon or let it be someone that you know in the church that you can confide in and know because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with this Facebook page. There's uh, this is a this is a social network. So anything that they have access to, they can I could easily go on there and publish something that that, you know, the the pastor doesn't have control, nor nor does any member or deacon have control over. So there's got to be a lot of trust involved. So find that person unlimited. trustworthy and everything on the service. And then um, once they have access, then they can simply log on to that page. Now, 
uh, a good thing to get a tripod because I really wore my arm out yeah. very tough because yeah, yeah. in the experimental phase, I just hit live, which is what you do. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll scan on down once they have the login page and they go onto your page and you'll uh, scroll down and eventually you're going to come on a live setting. Mm-hmm. You click that live and you are going live. Within seconds, that thing is, is beaming out to the world yeah. on Facebook. Now, I found that out the hard way because when I was messing around and hit live, all of a sudden we had two people watching right off the bat that were members of the church. And I'm like, well, well, I'm not stopping. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it was all I could do to kind of find a place to put my elbow <laughs> very slowly, uh, pan the camera. My wife was really trying to figure out why my arms were sore at the end of the service. That's but um, get a good tripod. This is beneficial, too, uh, with a cell phone uh, attachment and everything that you can put on there. And then find a very good area in the church, uh, typically towards the front, maybe two rows back, if you can do it without people having to walk in front of it or anything, uh, a good view of everything that's going on, everything that you want in there, the quality. Uh, the pastor, obviously, and the choir director, uh, you'll pull sound from that phone that's pretty good. And nowadays, you know, the way th- uh, phones are set up, the cameras are phenomenal. I mean, they're, yeah. you're shooting in HD quality. And I would, I would encourage people don't, uh, the temptation is going to be to set it up to like selfie mode, like, you know, where it's you know, kind of rear facing. Yeah. But those cameras are usually about a third of the quality of the ex, that, the external other cameras. So I just use it on the other side. Um, yep. Good note. So, yeah. and, and you are seeing on the backside yeah. of what all is going on that you're, yeah, that you're you shooting. Can, yeah. So you got to make sure that angle's right. Uh, and then, of course, we always give the thumbs up to the, the pastor, letting them know. Uh, now, a big thing that we've considered, too, in taking this into account is uh, towards the end of the service, mm-hmm. you know, the, the pastor will offer a prayer, but then he'll also offer for people to come down. Obviously, you don't want that on film. Like, you know, that's yeah. a little bit personal time. So we immediately are, are down there ready to shut it off mm-hmm. right as the pastor gets through with the, the final prayer and then the open invitation yeah. for people to come down. Boom. Uh, you know, taking it offline. As it's going offline, though, that's building up. It will publish. So not only people who were catching it live can see it, but then people can go back and watch it. You've just cataloged a service. And you're not having to pay anything other than your unlimited service on your cell phone and the church having to pay you know, whatever. Uh, actually, I don't think there's any payment at all involved with a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So there you, it's practically free that you're able to broadcast your service out there for the world to see, mm-hmm. much less your members who really want to get in touch and keep up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just a great way to start. Um, and, and really, um, as soon as I got to my church, that's the first thing I started helping them with is, hey, we need to update the website. Hey, we need to update the social media and when you get a little bit more um, kind of in sync kind of get a kind of a rhythm going and uh, we needed to upgrade some camera and and some equipment like that and so um, I think we'll probably very soon do a whole AV episode because we could dig in really really deep and complex so we can kind of go step by step there's a great other podcast I will plug. It's called Pro Church Tools with Brady Shearer. It might have a different name now. Um, but he, I think he's Canadian. He's a pastor. But he shares a lot of social media um, tips and tricks. And he'll go through, like, really in-depth videos on, you know, stage design ideas and, and just stuff that makes sense from that. And some of these systems, some of these companies, because we both have two different systems mm-hmm. that we're yeah. operating on. Um, but both seem to have uh, Facebook pages or YouTube videos and 
everything that kind of help you enhance mm-hmm. uh, everything. They've caught on to the fact that social media is the way to go. It's not just a book, uh, a guidebook for you to kind of thumb through and get lost in. When they're doing it, like uh, you're, you're doing OJT right mm-hmm. there yeah. uh, as people are, are telling you about it on video and everything, and I would which think really the, helps. Maybe the biggest advice I would say on all of that is remember that it is a ministry on its own, right? So being able to reach out and, and, and expand your walls without having to tear stuff down at your church, to be able to reach other people, to be able to share the gospel literally and figuratively, um, to be able to share um, just as cl- with the click of a button, is a, it's a powerful tool. And, and you should treat it with that level of responsibility. You should treat it with that level of um, intention that you, you know what? We're going to have a digital ministry and we're going to be very intentional with what we put out and how we put it out and how we use it. You know, we're not just, you know, we're not going to put out, you know, lame material or garbage and we're going to try to make it where it's value because again, that person who couldn't make it to service or the person who doesn't want to come to the building, but Hey, I want to, you know, maybe I I feel this urge to hear a word that that's an easy way. Always go to the pastor Mm -hmm. with all this before anything is getting published or anything like that. And then, uh, We've even taken it up a notch, too, where the, the, the pastor's, again, media savvy enough where he's doing like a, a daily testimonial at mm-hmm. one point. Yeah. Uh, and he still does some. And then he also will publish like just a little, you know, a thought of the day, anything like that. We are looking at the fact that we can do podcasts for free, much yeah. like this one itself. You know, we we use Anchor. And, and that's one of the things that we were thinking about doing because it's a free podcast setup. So mm-hmm. free plug for you, Anchor. But um, but our pastor is actually contemplating getting all that ready so he's ordered his mic mm-hmm. he, we've got a little you know sound muffling thing he's going to set up a portion of i think the same office that we do the counting of the money and everything <laughs> yeah. he's reserved the back end of that room since it's kind of big uh to be his uh audio room and then he's going to start doing his own podcast and and helping promote uh not only the messages that he delivers at church during the week but uh, you know anything else that he can uh you know write a script for or have something out there that may not attribute to what he's doing in his, um, you know, his preaching and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something off the side that he's like, you know, I kind of like this, but it's not lending to what the message, the direction I'm going right now with this message. I may want to try to use this outlet for that. So it's pretty good little set. Uh, and I like what that he's fired up about it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. even better. I mean, getting the church involved uh, and the more members you can get involved with that, the better. Absolutely. And just give people opportunities to serve. I mean, and, and that's really what it boils down to is we're all supposed to be serving God in some way. And so just find that way. And yeah. so, yeah. So got to do it. I guess that seems to be the theme. So, so, so listen to God and then use what he's given you and telling you to help others. Yeah. Right? And I spread like that. that knowledge. If, if you've got the knowledge, don't keep it to yourself. Don't yeah. be that. This isn't a job security thing. <laughs> this is yeah, something yeah. that you <laughs> want to share, you know, and let That's other funny. people. Not only is it going to help you in the long run, if your audio video team starts expanding, you know, getting more people involved in it, get the youth involved in it. Man, you talk about some tech savvy people, that's your youth department. You talk to them and you're going to find out all about, you know, what we can do on Twitter or, or TikTok or something along, yeah. along those lines. You can expand even more in your reach to a younger generation who may not be, you know, they, they say now it's uh, all us old folks that are on the Facebook. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're getting all these other Instagrams and, and all this that you can utilize to reach a younger audience and, and develop that church and grow that church. 
Yeah, which is the goal. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for listening. I'll close us in prayer and then we'll catch you guys next time. God, we thank you for this day. God, thank you for the way that you speak to us and the way you instruct us and guide us and influence our lives. God, we pray that we would not be um, holders on or we would not be greedy with what you've given us, God, but that we would share it with others. God, that we would share your your love and your grace and your forgiveness, God, and that we wouldn't um, be selfish in any way with that, God, that we would give it to everyone that we meet, not just the people that you know, maybe look and act like us or think like us, God, but to everyone, God, that we would display your love. God, we just thank you so much for all that you do. Bless everyone listening. Um, be with them and their families. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I am two for two on family event being called to do the prayer. Oh. I don't know if they're listening to the podcast and they feel sorry for me. Yeah, because you never get to <laughs> Or, I don't know. Maybe I'm just spreading that love. I don't know. That's we'll funny. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I knew things were getting serious when her pawpaw has basically handed over the reins. Mm. So every event, it was always pawpaw, and now all of a sudden it's always... It's, it has shifted. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>